Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one culturally insensitive minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menes in the news. And joining us uh, for the second time, returning champion and Geek by Night composer, Scott Tofty. Uh, it's so nice to hear Geek by Night composer. Yay. <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing? Hi. Yeah, that's uh, not where his contributions to Geek by Night ends, guys. He's also the voice true. of Max Carmine. Well, I was, I was oh, gonna, that's a whole other gonna, podcast, though. I, yeah, I was going to spread that out. See? I was going to parse <laughs> out the information, parse out We got credit. five days to do this or something, right? Let's, yeah, right. I don't have that much of a resume. Let's spread it out. <laughs> Remember how that was always like the first 20 minutes of an Inside the Actor Studio episode? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like listing off the IMDb page. Are you guys going to ask me my favorite curse word also? And then Apollo. Because <laughs> that list is way longer. <laughs> um, all right. Well, today uh, we are going back to minute 36, which begins with Marty turning around and saying, nobody calls me chicken needles and ends with Jennifer, a look of deep disappointment on young Jennifer's face. <laughs> She sees she something sees that no, 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 no young woman should see. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, so, so I'm glad uh, this is the week that you requested Tofty when we asked right. you to come back. Um, obviously for uh, for tomorrow's minute, not today's, but um, specifically. But I do like that you're here for Flea. Um, I am also really glad that I'm here for Flea. Yeah, <laughs> we I'm talked about happy. Flea. I'm glad I could be there for Flea. Hashtag here for Flea. <laughs> we talked. We talked about. We talked about Flea a little bit last week, uh, but I, I've got a. I, you know, Nick, you read that quote from him where he basically called this a garbage movie and his performance a garbage performance. Yes, and, but I will say that quote was I think in like the '90s, so maybe like. It was, maybe he's chilled out more since then. Yeah, because maybe it's kind of like it's like an I am not Spock situation. But now it's kind of cool. <laughs> mm. Guys, I'm I mean, more than needles. Um, well, that, well, I, well, that's true. He is more than needles. Certainly <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, which which is uh, more substantial, a flea or a needle? Uh, hmm. Ooh. That's a needle, a, a needle can like prick you and hurt you. A flea can really just kind of put you yeah, out. Yeah, but a flea can just really tick you off. Yeah, <laughs> and a tick can really flee you off. Also, a flea is much more of like a lovable creature than a than a needle. There's well, no such thing creature. as a needle circus. Yeah. Needle circus. I'm gonna start one to prove you wrong. <laughs> How great would it be if if, uh, if instead of John Ratzenberger, flea was the voice of uh, of, of PT Flea from A Bug's Life? Yeah, but then you'd also have to be the great. voice of like every other John Ratzenberger character too, like Slinky Dog, and that's what I want. I want to go back or not and Slinky edit Dog, out yeah, Potato Head, whatever one was. Yeah, he he was the pig, the the pig. pig. Well, yeah, I was, was you know. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but they were they I were. Failed. I mean, to be fair, they were like the Kirk, Spock, and McCoy of those movies. So it's yeah. true. <laughs> wow, that's the best comparison I've ever heard for Toy Story and Star Trek. <laughs> oh my god, Ham is totally McCoy. <laughs> right. Yeah, chill out, Woody. It's fine. Yeah, you killed uh, us. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So, 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 I will say as much. Last week, I thought, well, I mean, what's 
It's, it's a big deal. Like he was, he's not so bad in this. Like it's, it's a little, he's a little goofy, but he's not so bad. But then in this minute when he says, all right, then prove it. And I, and he, and he just suddenly he sinks into like the most sinister look. <laughs> like he looks like the painting from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> oh, Vigo, yeah. Vigo. Oh my, so it's funny you say that because where I have the video paused when I was just watching this is a screenshot. It's like 35 minutes and 24 seconds. His name is on the screen. It's like it lists his hobbies. I drink scotch, beer, hobbies, avid basketball fan. But the look that he's giving is such a like it, like it it amazes me. He should have been cast as the Joker at some point. It's the most like evil like twisted face look I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I actually, you know, it's funny. I I, I really like the idea of a gap tooth Joker. Yeah, right. Yeah, kind of like a, a Joker version of the guy from uh, uh, Mad Magazine. Yeah, Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. That's interesting. Um, we get another great um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Elizabeth Shoe face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we keep getting those. Every time we cut to Jennifer in the future in this house, she looks like she's in a horror movie. She looks like <laughs> she makes you wish she was in like a Golden Age John Carpenter movie. <laughs> that yeah. would be fun. Do you so see I have- um, on the on the chess the the weird like battleship chessboard thing that's on there? Do you see that can? What is, what is yeah. that? That oh man, that's a good question. Let's go into uh, 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 zoom in mode here and see if I can get <laughs> it a almost looks like it that. says pog. Uh, Just a canister of pogs. <laughs> that is oh no, I can't see it. I, is it like Asian writing on it? Some sort of uh, uh, other no. language it's a it's a p it says p o c it's either a c or a g i think hmm. i don't know it almost looks like an energy drink which is surprising because you know obviously the i don't think those were a thing in 1989 but not so much not now. unless you count like well i mean this is 2015 so <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> like if you're you're yeah, gonna what say it, say it right. Yeah. not even a year in these movies. I, don't I know. know. <laughs> um. All right, zooming in, zooming in. I don't know. It's like I have, I have no clue. Yeah, I it don't just know. Looks like some random can. Yeah. P O C. P O C. Yeah, looks like it. Pock. Pock. I don't know. I've, I've no clue. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> um, that one I, in the lose column, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, I will say looking in the fireplace there, the logs are interesting. They, they make me think that maybe it's synthetic. They look synthetic. They don't look like real logs. Right. They look shiny. Yeah. It's like some kind of synthetic fireplace, like log thing, which is weird because, you know, they have the TV and, you know, we have TVs that do like the, the fireplace thing and they have the the scenic, like the, the, the scenic TV in the living room and they have the art channel here that they're always throwing up. So it's interesting that they have a real fireplace. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, this was this this house was built in 1985. So they're just like kind of putting the future over this old house. Right. 
which I think is um, I'm a big fan of the swordfish on the wall. Oh yeah, and you can't really see it in there, but at certain points you can see the shadow of this thing on the uh, the window blinds. There appears to be a bowflex in the room. Yeah, yeah, we noticed that last week. It is definitely a bowflex. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's made like even more apparent in this minute. Yeah, yeah, it's really um, strange. It's also then, it's also bizarrely accurate that a family like this would have an old bowflex in the corner right. in 2015. <laughs> When did the Bowflex come out? Did you guys go over that already? I remember Bowflex commercials being around primarily in the late 90s. See, that's sort of when I remember them, which is why this kind of surprised me. I didn't know it had been around for that long. I imagine there's probably, if not the Bowflex, something similar. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really like, what's up. the most futuristic exercise machine that we can possibly find? The, the Bowflex. Fo- the, first, the first Bowflex, Bowfle- mm-hmm. the Bowflex 2000X. The was Bowflex? In- yeah, <laughs> Bowflex. <laughs> uh, was created in 1986. Oh, all right. So that that works. Yeah, they they shot James this movie Bond in what? Blowflex. 80, 87, 88 when they filmed this. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been like no. It would have been yeah. Late Blowflex. Low 88. Late <laughs> late 88. Early 89. Hashtag Blowflex. 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 <laughs> Are you um, making a James Bond theme out of this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turning b- blow flex into a, <laughs> into a Bond. So, um, the other thing that's kind of interesting is looking on uh, the shelves by the TV. There is they have all this. It looks like analog, like audio gear. It's like these big honking machine things on their shelf, which you know. Mm-hmm. Lights and dials. You, the well, 2015 we came to know and love did not have we, so many big lights a, and dials. We have a theory about that, um, or, le- or I guess I, I should say I had and I, I had a theory. I don't know if Nick agrees with it or not. I've but, corroborated on numerous occasions as, uh, on, on the theory <laughs> behalf. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, it, it's uh, we we think that because Marty Senior is the kind of guy who ruined his life at a young age and now is constantly looking back at that time that when he, everything that he gets, the reason that the house is so cluttered with just stuff is because he never gets rid of anything because they all have memories that he associates with it. So oh. he's sort of become like a, like a low key hoarder. That would make sense. That's a good theory. He's become the kind of person that would spend like $70 on a bottle of Pepsi free. <laughs> right. I mean, That's you look at his thing. look at his uh, uh the chair that he was sitting in too, even that thing's got like duct tape all over it. Lord knows how long he's had that. Right. Yeah, the leather chair. Right. Exactly. I want you guys to do me a favor. Um move your cursors to uh 3505 and tell me that would make the greatest like Ty West horror movie poster of all time. You get a uh, great it's um it's, it's Jennifer Parker peeking through the the cracked doorway and just it looks so it's such a dope shot for this movie. Oh. That is a good shot. Like like well I I want I, I want the left-hand side to just have like blood red like the visit. You can, you can, that's so scary. You can absolutely recut all of Jennifer's shots <laughs> so that it looks like, it looks like 
she's either a murderer or or someone is murdering her. Yeah, Can we like, get I, one of the listeners of this show to do that, please? Can someone just make like a Back to the Future two horror trailer where Jennifer is like the the uh, 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 the, the protagonist? He's oh, about to meet her parents, but her yeah. parents are her. Just like you can see, like doors closing, clop, cops dragging a body into a, an apartment, like old man dying by a car. Yeah. See, I want to play like the drive. I want to play like the drive soundtrack underneath it. You know. You Excellent. really like eighties. I love it. Thirty-five um, at thirty-five eleven. Flea looks like uh, Vigo, like hardcore, nice. like Vigo. <laughs> Um, so there's always this thought. One of the other reasons I wanted to do this minute, aside from, you know, obviously what's going to come up next minute, being a musician and all, is I always thought, like, especially when they started remaking movies, like, everyone was always like, oh, they're going to remake Back to the Future. That would be a crime. It would be terrible. I kind of wanted them to special edition this. I would have always loved to see them reshoot these scenes with current age Marty McFly or current age Michael J. Fox, yeah, and replace like his older made-up version. I always thought that would be really would cool say, to do. I would say that that close-up of him in makeup is particularly unpleasant. Yeah, it's yes. rough. It's it's and, rough. It it just looks like somebody dunked his face in latex. <laughs> um, it's it's not it's not pretty. It looks uh, like if Michael J. Fox had like lived like at Randy Quaidian levels for the past like twenty oh, years. God. He does have a little <laughs> bit of the bloat in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they could they could also replace uh, his kids that way too. <laughs> yeah, they so could that, just use his actual kids. Yeah, or or just you know Hire other actors. actors, literally anyone else, <laughs> <laughs> literally anybody. <laughs> I will um, say that Leia Thompson, uh, uh, thirty years later, holy cow, she still looks great. Yeah, she does. Yeah, you would have to. I think she might have looked older as a young person than she does now. I mean, that's entirely possible. Yeah, she looks great. <laughs> I would love for them to force uh, Crispin Glover onto that like upside down gurney thing. <laughs> Just out of spite? Yeah. You do this now. I was I out. Think everybody involved with this movie would like to do that. Probably I was would out. Enjoy from that. Um, I don't think I've ever realized that the thing that Marty is putting his card into is his briefcase. It is. Mm. Yeah. Really? I don't yeah, think he, I ever noticed He it. swings it around. Oh, and that little thing pops out of it. Yeah. It's his briefcase. Uh, ho, ho. I always thought it was some kind of like weird VCR thing. Because I was always like, why is why does this thing, what's the point of this thing popping out and popping back in? But if it's his briefcase, that makes sense. You know what else Flea really looks like in this? He really looks like, um, the, uh, he really looks like Slappy the Dummy from Goosebumps. Oh, he does. Yep. Yeah. He sure what does. was the old? Was it the man who laughed or something like that? The old silent film that sort of the Joker character was based on. Yeah, the man who laughed. That's yeah. kind of what it reminds me of too. Yeah, a little bit. I thought Jer- I thought that the the Joker was based on an Evanescence album and uh, like the <laughs> fall two thousand and five. I always thought he was based on that Steve Miller song. Yeah, he's a midnight <laughs> toker. <That's- laughs> That would make, be, wouldn't that be the greatest Batman story ever told if Batman just was just like <laughs> just visits the Joker and in, in Arkham Asylum? He's like, you know what, Joker? Dude, chill. You're a midnight toker. 
<laughs> you get your love it on the run, don't you, Joker? Listen here, space cowboy. <laughs> that would be. I would love the I've idea. I've had about of like, enough of you, Maurice. Like that's just something that like Robin does, just like to annoy the Joker every time he's around him. <laughs> You're a real midnight Joker, aren't you, Joker? <laughs> that's what Jason Todd is saying when he's getting beat by the crowbar. Stop. Do you really speak for the pompatus of love? Really? <laughs> um, so, wait, what is this company that Marty works for? Cubco? Is that what it says on his card? Uh, I, it's like, it's, yeah, it's something like that. Um, it, In my it, head, he always works for like 2015. It's a plant of some, it's a plant of some kind. Um, but it, they don't get specific about what exactly it is. So I'm just I'm screenshotting things and then zooming in now because I've never looked in this much detail. It is. It looks like C U B C O Cubco on Cubco, his uh, yeah. little swipey card. Yeah. Which it, the, yeah, the logo there, for the company is on the card the same as the logo that's next to Needle's name there. Right. Um. Yeah, I've never. Uh, how, how do you spell it? C U B C O. It looks like okay, uh, and well, I'm I'm it, frozen on like thirty five eighteen. Looking at that it is there. that is currently a uh, a uh, screen printing company, hmm. um, but I it, it's not. Uh, it has to be a coincidence. This is a really yeah. really shady business deal for someone making T-shirts, right? Well, and and so I, one of the things, um, one of the things I want to talk about. Oh, it's Cusco. Cusco. Okay. Cusco. Cusco. No, Cus. C U S C O. Yeah, Cusco. Um, which is a city in Peru. Um, like Cusco. Cusco. Oh, Cusco. Mm, Cusco. Yeah. Cusco. Uh yeah, but but the um, sovereign lord of creation, the hippest cat in creation. I messed that up. Yeah. He's Cusco. the so- oh, he's the sovereign lord of the nation and the hippest cat in creation. I got it. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, the all of the information on the Futurepedia is is just what we're watching happening in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, not. I mean, we know. I know the address. It's it's uh it's. It's uh, 11249 Business Center Road. Um, Seems legit. Yep. I think that's Saul Goodman's address. <laughs> but it's not, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no information so, on this company whatsoever. I'm getting another look at that can that it looks like it says P O C A. It looks like there's an A on there. At the oh, end. yeah. Poca. Poca. Paca. Um, so, so I have a theory. Do you guys have a theory about what this scam is? <laughs> um, I don't know. The pyramid scheme. I think. I think it's an assassination. I think they're going to kill Jits. <laughs> um. So, so I think his Cusco card. Because, like, we've already. Don't seen, you hate it when you forget your Cusco card? We've already. I seen, never leave home without it. <laughs> we've already seen that people pay for things with their fingerprint uh, in the future. Right. And so I think that that's his like company card because you can't, you know, pay with a company card unless you actually have a card. If you use your fingerprint for everything else. Sure. Right. So I, that's what I think it is. And I think what's happening is, uh, 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 needles is saying, Hey, let's use the money on your Cusco card 
and you'll you're gonna buy this thing, but then I'm gonna give you a return on investment. You'll pay off the work bill, and then you'll get you'll benefit from the profit. There's but been I times when um when my mom just lets me use her Costco card, and I'm worried that they they won't let me in. But like usually they're pretty chill about. Do that. they ever check for ID with your Costco card? Yeah, but like if if it's <laughs> if it's like very clearly like oh well that's probably his mom. Then like wait, you what's know. your mom's name? Uh, like Sandra Jimenez, so it's like, so oh. like Nick and Sandra. They don't always line up, so that's that's pretty risky of you, man. Yeah, but it's middle of the day, and it's always some like kind of older gentleman or woman working there. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's Scott, true. that's a good theory. I always figured it was some sort of like either taking money from the company or like I, I guess that's sort of the only thing I came up with is that he was sort of like scanning himself into doing something. Like uh, open it, like using his thing to open something else, yeah. and and I that's what I always thought for a long time, but it just didn't make it never it never really made any sense to me because Fleas is boss, um, or at least is at the same level as he is, and and so if that's the case, then why why do they need why does he need Marty other than he's like looking for a patsy. Right. But if he's looking for a patsy, like I feel like Marty's not that dumb, right? I, I well, mean, it, it, we, he, he does he, do very questionable he, things when challenged. I know. Like I would actually – there's a dark route to like, you know, someone could be like, hey, Marty, kill this guy for me. What are you, chicken? Right. Nobody <laughs> calls me chicken needles. And he just executes this guy with like a bag on his head. <laughs> can we get uh, a fan trailer of that also? <laughs> you know his name. Oh man! Just don't call him Chicken. Oh, oh, when the when the thing moves away, the can says Picari. Hmm. I was just looking at that too. We're really hung up on this. <laughs> I know. I just want to know what that can is. Hmm. Driving me nuts. Anyway, um. So yeah, so he uh, he does the thing, and then mm-hmm. instantly. Uh, his boss calls up, and it is pretty culturally rough. I'm not entirely con- unconvinced that Needles wasn't like in on that. I'm, you know, like he was like the he was, he was like setting the, him up. Yeah, like he was the he was the DiCaprio. You know what I mean? Mm. He was trying to figure mm. out who was crooked. Maybe Needles uh, uh, stands to benefit from McFly being fired. Yeah, possibly. That's the whole point of all this. He knows that he can go in. McFly. So, and honestly, like not to jump ahead, but isn't Needles is the one driving the car that Marty races, right? Yeah. So he already knows that, like, he can basically get Marty McFly to do whatever the hell he wants to do. He knows how to work him. He's like the puppet master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why the hell not? Like, if you can get above him in the company and you know how to manipulate this guy, like, just do it. It also yeah. kind of forgives Flea's performance a little bit. Yeah, because he's actually bit. acting. That mm-hmm. he's acting, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, I, think I think it's interesting that Fujitsu specifically points out that he dislikes beer, whereas Needles just said that that was one of his favorite foods. I love and 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 steak. Yeah, Fujitsu. I I really um, I I, I really dislike that they gave him that accent. Um. He's communist. If that helps for anything. <laughs> Where are you getting that from? No, no. It says politics: colon c o m. Com. 
I was just saying, I didn't, th- 30 didn't know abbreviate communism. He does like Mexican. F- oh, no, that was a dislike. He dislikes Mexican food. Oh, no, it's not. It says politics campaign camp com- company. Hold on, hold on. I got this. <laughs> well, he's wearing two ties. He's got kind of a mystery. Okay, okay, okay. He's occupation supervisor. It says politics companies. Company Age 42. Not communist. Yeah, company. Yeah. And then Marty's stupid Children, hair. Children, no. I don't know. I, uh, but yeah. It, it, Food it, it, dislike, beer, Max drinks. He dislikes drinks. He dislikes drinks. I think, I think it says it drinks, uh, and it's going to be colon s is like s something, but it doesn't. Saki probably. Saki, probably. Um, oh God, we're part of the problem. Well, that's that. Yeah. You guys are not helping the race situation here, any. <laughs> could yeah. say soda. Uh, um, <laughs> he could like soda. It could be soda. seltzer. Seltzer. Seldomly. <laughs> drinks seldomly. <laughs> <laughs> Only when I have to. Only when I have to. Like a camel. I'm too busy um, running this company to drink. Yeah. So, so the, this this character that Marty becomes, where he's desperate to save his job, and he's like, ah, "I was a it was a sting operation. I was trying to." <laughs> I just so not the Marty that we know. I know it's so no. weirdly. It, it's kind of like it's almost as if this scene was written by someone who doesn't like Marty McFly as a character. A little bit, yeah. And I mean, you got to look at it from the angle too. The whole point in the story is that this is supposed to shock, you know, nineteen eighty-five Jennifer into like, what the hell did this guy become? What happened to That's him? That's like That's totally true. Because you know, and it, and it puts us exactly where Jennifer is emotionally, which is yeah. like, what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is not the dude that was like kicking ass Promise in 1955. Yeah, this is yeah. not like the tiny Canadian with the cute little butt that always wore like jeans. Cutest mm-hmm. little butt. Yeah, or so I've been told. And then uh, Marty's fired. And can we talk about how pro- the biggest thing that 2015, real life 2015, got wrong? Why did we ever let fax machines go away? <laughs> I mean, like they, look they at how practical exist. this is. They still exist. I just got an email from my apartment building, my apartment complex. Who they have a uh, a, uh, a residence center that they just opened, and one of the things in it is like, oh, it's got we've got free Wi-Fi. There's couches. There's a fax machine. I was like, really, fax machine? But just I one fax they- machine. I want three fax machines on the same table. <laughs> But all facing a different direction, spitting out the same facts. That's well, that's tomorrow. We haven't gotten to that machines. yet. I don't feel like I only deal with back machines when I'm dealing with my landlord. Yeah, it's it mostly for business stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, um, and also, you know, is it safe to assume that maybe Marty McFly? is the entire reason that text messaging and iPhones were invented. Like, if you look at Back to the Future 2015, this dude's relying so heavily on fax machines. It's not until he goes back and changes everything that we get to our present 2015, where, you know, portable electronic devices. Is, a, is, a pretty, is still a pretty potent diss in 2016. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, read my text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh man! 
God, what, how how great would that be? It's just like he says, read my text, and then you just hear, and Marty picks up his phone and just says, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Or it's like. With no apostrophe. Why are you fired? He sends him like a gif of just like somebody saying you're fired. Emoji. Emoji. I was, um, I was watching the pilot to the the scream. I've been binge watching the screen the, the scream series on Netflix, and um, in the in the cold open, that's very reminiscent of that iconic Drew Barrymore scene. Uh, there's a scene where um, Ghostface 2.0 is chasing Bella Thorne through like her backyard, and she uh, she calls upon Siri to like you know Siri call nine one one, and then it's like calling Pottery Barn. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that that's how you make exactly how that would happen that's exactly how you make slashers still scary in like the world of cell phones <laughs> it's like yeah but they will cut they do to, screw up cut to the person working at the pottery barn listening Hello? to her get murdered oh my god <laughs> someone help her is this to be the woodsboro massacre of 2015 oh man um, all right so i just discovered something else that's excellent okay. Okay. If you put your if you put your uh, your video at three thirty five fifty nine and slowly scroll it backwards, you get this super creepy shot of Jennifer through the crack of the door, like taking a deep breath and opening her eye really wide. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's beautiful. So I'm telling you, man, like nineteen eighty nine Elizabeth Shue plus like Nicholas Wending Raffin would be amazing. Did she yeah. ever end up in any horror movies or anything? No. I, like that's a missed opportunity. Well, like yeah. I, I just—I mean, just statistically, that surprises me that she never <laughs> ended up like in an Elm Street movie or right? a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Well, she must have had a good agent. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Or a terrible agent. agent. Yeah. But you know, when's the last time you heard from like someone in a horror movie? Yeah, you know, like you know, Johnny uh, Depp. Elizabeth or... Shue is one of those '80s <laughs> actresses that um, they bum me out when I look them up. What they look like now. <laughs> Because they look, she looks great. Like, don't get me wrong, but it she looks great in the way that Jennifer Grey looks great, where she looks great but doesn't look anything like Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, it doesn't look like the same person anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Comes me out. She was in Hollow Man. That's close to a horror movie. That's kind of a horror-ish movie. That's suspense, right? Yeah. There's actually a uh, there's a law that movie is legally only allowed to play at 5 p.m. when you're at the gym. <laughs> I'll believe it. Although I've never been at a gym at 5 p.m., so really, that that seems like I've probably never time. seen that movie. Yeah, mm, that I just realized, one? guys. I just realized that Elizabeth Shue is in that Heart and Souls movie, and I really want to rewatch that now. Which one's Heart and Soul? Oh, the one with Robert Downey John, John. Yeah, Robert Downey with, with RDJ. Uh, and we talked he, about this. Tom yeah, Sizemore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean. I must have forgot. We we record so many of these. Yeah, no, we we we've legit brought that up and then talked about how much we love Heart and Souls. God, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, no, no, Karate Kid was because Karate Kid is just like first major thing, and then babysitting. You, I didn't even realize all these years. I didn't even realize that that's the same girl. Yeah. Oh my God! I am the world's biggest idiot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I, this, I am so, so sorry, nerd yeah. community. Holy <laughs> cow. I apologize for being stupid. So Karate Kid, Cocktail, Adventures in Babysitting, and then this. And then she kind of went on to to kind of just like 
you know, regular. Did she do like the Law and Order circuit? That. Um, no, she just kind of just like regular, like you know, like movies like Heart and Souls. Yeah. You know, she did the Leave in Las Vegas and uh, Deconstructing Harry stuff like that. Oh, so, okay. so she never really did. Hollow Man was like the closest thing to a horror movie she's ever done, and that was in two thousand. So she wasn't this Elizabeth Shue anymore. Right. So, anyway. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's all I got, uh, for this minute, but, um, and I, I was, I, but I do have the, uh, the other drafts of the, of the, of the, of the movie. One of the things that we've been doing, Tofty, is there were two drafts of the movie prior to this one that we're watching and we've been going over sort of like the differences. Um, and there's two, there's two, and we, we tend to go backwards because, uh, (laughs) the first draft was, uh, very different. Um, But the uh, it, it, there, there's two drafts. There's the 1967 draft, which was just called Back to the Future 2. And in that, the difference is that instead of revisiting 1955, they go back to 1967 to stop Biff from giving himself the almanac. Oh, that would have been fun. So they went to a different decade. Uh, like in power but, style. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go to that one in a second, but then we're going to talk about the second draft first because um, I think there's only one difference. Uh, actually, now that I'm looking at it, I, yeah, there's no difference in this one. Um, so we'll talk about that one uh, tomorrow. But um, in the 67 draft where we last left off, uh, Jennifer is outside the house looking inside the house. And Jennifer, old Jennifer, has just come home, and old Marty and Jennifer are in the kitchen, uh, and they're they're talking. And in this, there's a gag where young Jennifer, we're seeing this scene through young Jennifer's POV, and things keep blocking old Jennifer's face, so young Jennifer can't see her. Uh, so it's like kind of uh, it's kind of an Saves Austin Powers the special joke. Effects. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an Austin Powers joke. Um, uh, and so, so, uh, her, her and Marty are talking and Marty is saying that he's got big news and, and Jennifer's like, I don't want to hear about it because it's just another stupid, uh, like stupid investment, can't miss investment. And you're going to throw us into debt and everything's going to be awful. And you're awful. Jeez. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> Um, and she, and he's just like, okay, I mean, this is, but don't you care about our kids? Like, come on. And she's like, uh, don't you want to know why our kids are screwed up? It's because of the example you set. Like, how can you expect them to be good in school and everything if you can't hold a job for six months? And then there's a bit where Jennifer outside slips and pricks her finger on a thorn. And, and then inside old Jennifer reacts identically. So like, it's a real like looper situation where oh. what what Jennifer, young Jennifer, what just happened to her is happening to old Jennifer simultaneously. And Marty is saying like, I, but, you know, I always told them that if you if you put your mind to anything, you can accomplish anything. And he's like, yeah, but you never accomplish anything because you never put your mind to anything. And then. <laughs> She's, she's like, face it, Marty, you're a slacker and your kids are slackers too. Oh. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then he, he's like, yeah, well, one day I'm going to be Megabucks McFly. And she's like, <laughs> you've been saying that since high school. 
It's like remember the tr- remember when you canceled the trip to the lake because of those guys in the red Corvette, who uh, name name Winch and Lomax. That was their names, Winch and Lomax. This was in 1985. I don't know why they have names like that. Yeah. Um, but they offered him a once in a lifetime deal, and uh, instead he got thrown in jail. And then Jennifer has like a monologue where she talks about how he gave up music because she decided that it wasn't going to give uh, or it wasn't going to make him a millionaire. And then he took jobs that he hates because he can't make connections and he ruined uh, his brother's investment with a synthetic paper scam. Uh, Got your dad involved in a phony tax shelter. Like you did all of these things and all to get rich. And then she says, but I've got news for you, Mr. McFly. If you ever do strike it with rich, you won't have a family to share it with. And he said, what's the hell's that supposed to mean? And Jennifer says, I filed for divorce. Ooh. Boom. Boom. Man, that really paints Marty as an awful person. Yeah. It does. Like, it does. I think that probably goes a little too far in the other direction, you know? Yeah, it does, but you know what I do like about it? I like two things about it. I like that it paints Marty specifically as a slacker, which I like, because he was always called a slacker in the first movie, but you never really understood why. Because he was late to school that one time. Right. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't really, like, any other evidence. Right. Yeah. So I like that. And he was late to the mall. He was late to the mall. Um, So I like that. The other thing that I really like is the, the, the particular line where she says, you gave up your music because you decided it wouldn't make you a millionaire. Like, and, and then started taking jobs that you hate. So I like the idea that the thing that Jennifer was attracted to was his dreams. Yeah, it, it was the fact that he was a dreamer, that he, did, that he was an optimist, that he had hope. Right. So like I, I like those things about it, but I think you're right, Tofty. I definitely think that giving all of these examples uh, hurts. It hurts. Yeah, and even to what Nick just said, you know, he stands up and he looks at the truck, the four by four on the flatbed, and he's like, you know, one of these days, Jennifer, one of these days, I'm gonna get that car. You know, that sort of like, I mean, you know, I can do that it. Couple ways. I'm into material things, sort of point of view, or I can become something greater than I am, point of view. Mm-hmm. Which sort of supports both arguments. Why is he a money grubbing, you know, loser, and yeah. he's also a, you know, hopeless optimist? Right. Totally. And you know, and we, we've spoken, we, we've spoken numerous times about this movie's sort of uh, fixation on like the '80s Reagan, like you know, materialistic view of like happiness. And I would be interested to see what this movie thinks is quote materialistic, you know. Yeah. Like, at what, you know, at what point is even, like, the, in this world of, like, Pepsi perfects and, like, you know, you know pepperoni pizzas and, like, you know, car, you know, like, and when, when everything is bought and purchased, at what point is, like, no, you care too much about stuff. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. look at it this way, too. Scott, you were saying earlier, Marty's got all this sort of potentially nostalgic fixation objects around his house. Mm-hmm. So there's another fascination with stuff. When Marty's in 2015, what's the first thing he wants to do as soon as he, you know, gets a free minute to look around? He's buying the almanac so he can score some money. Like, right. easy way to a quick million. Right. Ah, oh my god. 
I don't know if I like this revelation. <laughs> um, how about this revelation? Old Jennifer uh, finally walks out in all of her glory, and we see that she's wearing a security guard uniform. So uh, she's just a security guard. She's a security guard, and Marty is unemployed. Huh. Yeah. Or no, that's... I'm sorry. That's right. He's a valet driver. I forgot. Ah. Uh, He's a valet well, driver right now. Jennifer's so, a security guard is interesting. Yeah, Jennifer's a security guard, and he's a valet driver. They pretty much sound like they're about to start like a season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? It really does sound like okay, it sounds like the first All episode right. of a season of Fargo. Yeah, like she's about to murder him. Yeah. Or he's about to murder her. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And we're back to the horror movie. Yeah. Oh, there it is. She has to stop uh, her former, her older self from getting murdered. Yeah. But then uh, uh, when, are you, when young are we writing Jennifer, these ideas down? What's that? Oh, <laughs> are we writing these ideas down? Always. Well, they're recorded. There's evidence. Um, right. So, so as young Jennifer sees Jennifer, she passes out, and then inside, old Jennifer suddenly just stops and passes out too for no reason. <laughs> well, 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 woman, folks, got. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's where, that's where we'll leave it today. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, what a good minute. Yeah. Solid. Rich minute. Marty's a real sack of shit. He is really a piece of work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Well, uh, I think that wraps us up for today. We'll be back tomorrow with minute 37. And in the meantime, you can go to our website, DuelingGenre.com. You can leave comments there and check out our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion or Doctor Who podcast uh, that we do with Cassandra Fredrickson. We can also check out Geek by Night, our original audio drama that uh, that that Nick and I do. And Tofty is uh, in as an actor and also a composer. Yes. So. So go check that out. And uh, while you're checking out things, go to duelinggenre.com slash support and uh, check out the rewards there. We currently uh, have a goal. Our first goal uh, is to reach 250 a month, which we're, we're, we're getting new, new subscribers on uh, Patreon. We are legit like really close to our first goal. Yeah, we're, 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 we keep getting new people just about every day. It's nice. It's really great. Um, so I want to thank everyone who's been doing that. Uh, and when we reach our first goal, I'll thank everyone by name on an episode of this show. Uh, but once we reach our first goal, 250 a month, we're, we're, I think we're around 50 or $60 away from it. Uh, we will start doing a weekend edition of this show called Back to the Future No Roads Edition, uh, which we'll, re- we'll release every weekend. And we'll just talk about, we'll answer emails and, re- and talk about general Back to the Future related stuff. So uh, go to duelinggenre.com slash support. Check out our Patreon page and see if you want to uh, donate. That would be great. Uh, and of course, as always, Star Wars Minute, Indiana Jones Minute, Jaws Minute, Wrath of Khan Minute, and Alien Minute, all of the podcasts in the Minute family. Check them out. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.